0: Welcome to another exciting edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along with Kurt Souter of Brothers to Ministries. You like that intro? No? The, the, the blank look on your face, you're saying no. Thank you for listening. If you're listening now, you may have turned us over already, but uh, we want to thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. If you accidentally found us, thank you for listening. Accidentally, we are a show for men, by men, talking about man stuff from a man's perspective. And uh, if you are a regular listener, thank you for regularly listening. And uh, if you want to hear any of our past shows, you want to hear what we're all about, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can also go to Facebook and look us up, and we have all of our past shows there. But that's for our past shows. We are now doing a current show, and we are very thankful to have a couple guests in studio who we're going to have Kurt uh, introduce and, and welcome aboard.
1: Yeah, so it is great to have Steve Young. With us today, and Bill Rattray. welcome, guys.
0: Thank you.
2: Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, great it's great to be here.
1: It's great to have you guys. And so, uh, Bill, tell us real quickly. You, you,
3: um, you've been doing children's ministry for how many years? A little over eleven years, it looks like. Eleven years, thereabouts. <laughs> yes, and uh,
1: and and Steve, you've been doing this how long in, in Children's World Ministry? About
2: 17. 17. seventeen. seventeen.
1: So you guys got twenty-eight years of ministry experience combined, working with kids week in and week out. Now you guys work with children. Um, what ages? Birth through fifth grade. Yep. yep. We,
3: we both oversee birth through fifth grade teams at is, each of our campuses. Is
1: there a grade that you like
2: <laughs>
1: better than a grade it? I don't like? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I connect best with upper elementary kids, kind of fourth grade, fifth grade, nine or ten years old. But I uh, really just enjoy being able to work with all of them, frankly. But
3: yeah it's like you know with your own children you don't have a favorite you love different things about them Mm -hmm. but i think i'm like steve i probably connect best with that elementary age but certainly appreciate uh the innocence and joy of those Mm -hmm. old toddlers running around too
1: Ah, so so, so, okay
2: before we do that though you guys got kids of your own we Mm -hmm. do talk about that a little bit well, I call them my job security, so... Uh, there
3: you go. I <laughs> just kept cranking them out. No, we,
2: uh, we've we got four kids, six years old, four years old, three years old, and one year old. So And you've been married to Tammy how long? Tammy and I have been married going on 10 years. Wow. So we've got a big anniversary coming up. But no, I call my kids my secret shoppers. They're like all around the ministry telling me what's going on and <laughs> reporting back the good oh, stuff, and the good. not so good stuff. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's good. Yeah, so Heather and I have uh, been going on 17 years... Which, Steve, is as long as you've been in children's ministry. Hmm. Hmm. Coincidence? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and we have three kids, uh, 11, 8, and 4. Is Aliyah 11 already? She just turned 11 a few weeks ago. Dude, you're old. They grow up fast. They do. <laughs> wow.
1: So um, how, how did you guys get involved in doing
2: children's ministry? How much time do we have? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My story, I've always enjoyed hanging out with kids. I remember, you know, even as a teenager, being around the little cousins and things. But clearly, I'd never thought, well, I didn't know I'd be in ministry, but I took an internship at Southeast Christian here in Louisville, and I was a general ministry internship, but they put my office in the same hallway with all the kids' ministry people, and uh, every week they needed volunteers. And every week, I kind of got roped in. I'd be doing other stuff around the church, but every Wednesday night, I found myself working with kids and... One thing led to another, as they say, and here we are. I'm still doing it. So, just uh, you know, a God thing, but found myself in the right place at the right time.
1: Now, did you when when you were doing
2: Bible college, mm-hmm. were you you weren't thinking children's? Maybe um, a little bit. I, You know, I took a kids' ministry class in Bible college, a family ministry class. Well, that qualifies you then. (laughs) There you you go. And I aced it. (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to cut out construction paper. It was really, really flannel. The flannel grab. Me and flannel go way back. Uh, (laughs) No, so I I got a general Christian education degree uh, because it was the one degree you could get without having to take Greek or Hebrew, and so that was kind of my motivation. And frankly, I got out of Bible college and... uh, Long story short, but felt like God was leading me away from ministry, but I didn't know where. And I thought, well, I can do an internship for a year and get paid to learn a little bit more. And, uh, you know, he clearly had plans. So, And that's where you met Tammy. So I met Tammy at church uh, more than 10 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not Love. keeping scores. <laughs> I, don't even know. I don't know what I meant by that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so just have enjoyed, uh, you know, I remember the day I was getting ready to take uh, kind of the first, uh, my first role in kids ministry was fourth and fifth grade programmer. Uh, And I remember I took that job and I was leaving the little house that I had been renting a room and it's my first real job. I could afford an apartment, well, half an apartment. And I was moving out and the lady across the street, uh, this old sweet lady, she said, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm moving. She said, that's what I was doing. I told her I was going to do kids ministry, I was going to be a kids pastor. And she said, oh, that's so sweet. Are you training to be a real pastor someday? (laughs) 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 And I bit my tongue and said something like that and hugged her and went on my way. But, uh, you know, really, I think I don't, I think I speak for Bill to say, you know, just I consider working with kids to be the highest calling and every day Absolutely. I wake up and pinch myself a little bit and say, I get to do this and get paid. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It really is. That, is. that is that is and
1: and when you you get to really see kids, you know, and you know, ten years later see them become adults and mm-hmm. say, wow, you really see the work of God in their hearts and mm-hmm. their lives. That's gotta be incredibly rewarding. So Bill, uh tell us, you've been doing ministry for 11 years. How did you get involved in that?
3: You know, uh, my wife and I were going uh, to school and I was getting a degree in Bible and in between our apartment where we lived and the school was a little Christian daycare and I needed a part-time job and just felt this kind of tug just to put in an application there and it was out of my comfort zone, had a little bit of experience working with kids, which had been positive, but I walked in the doors of that daycare, uh, said, hey, I'm a seminary student, need a part-time job. A few days later, I started my job there. And I remember the first child I met, I remember reading a book to this little girl who's probably eight, nine years old, and then just really just came alive working with Mm -hmm. kids and actually worked there, I think, for about three years. Uh, So I'd go to school during the day and then would work in that little Christian daycare uh, during their after-school program. and. We would do devotions and worship time and games and all kinds of fun stuff.
1: That's incredible. And then and you just just sucked you right in and said, I I am I've got to do this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And after that I ended up uh working at a church for five years as a children and family pastor.
1: And then you've been here in the Louisville area for uh, six ish? Yeah, about six, six and a half years. And uh Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. So so guys, um, What's the hardest thing about uh, working with children's ministry?
2: I'd probably answer that two way. I, I think I've got the uh, an easy answer and the one that I don't know. the hard The hardest part for me is the grind. Uh, you know, it's every weekend. You feel like you got this major program. You know, you got to get prepared and be ready every weekend and find volunteers and just kind of the grind of the weekend week out. Church never stops, and it's a beautiful thing, but it's just it's a grueling grind. Um, but probably the most emotional taxing for me has been having been in it. Uh, for as long as I have and in the same place for as long as I have you start to see both the fruits and the not so fruits so when you see that 15 or 16 year old that's just completely you know you invested in them and now years later they've fallen off the wagon you know and they're just life's a wreck home's a wreck or you see that 20 something year old that's just making poor life choices and you just go to bed at night going man what did I do wrong and I know you know I've dealt with all that I know it's not you know, I know there's grace and it's not all me and it's a big picture, but that's a, I think that's the hardest part for me is just kind of going, oh, man, the, the consequences are huge here. Yeah.
1: yeah, Huge. Yeah. Enormous.
3: What about you, Bill? You know, one of the biggest challenges, I think not only maybe in our church, but in many churches, most churches in America is just working with volunteers. We love the volunteers we have. It's just we never have enough. Mm hmm. And so you've got the, it's the 80-20 rule. You've got 20% of the people who are serving every single week and 80% who aren't engaged. And we feel so passionate about this ministry and how strategic it is and laying a root system in our zero to 12-year-olds, but we're shorthanded every single week. Mm-hmm. So we've got this army of children that, like, we're, you know, God is raising up, but we just don't have enough people to partner with us. And so I think we feel the pain of that, some of the frustration of just why more people aren't invested for a host of reasons. It's yeah. a challenge.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I would maybe add to that just, you know, again, going back to the hardest part is fighting mentalities. sometimes. I think a lot of people view kids ministry as glorified childcare, And so, uh, you know, we don't want to just view what we do as um just a daycare we want to see what we do as ministry of partnering with I love what Bill said about laying down roots but really fighting the mentality that a lot of people have uh, can can be a difficulty too we're going to talk
1: about that uh, you know and and explore uh, explore that a little bit more in the next segment but give us a little glimpse of 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 that heartbeat of moms and dads who just kind of drop their kids off Mm -hmm. and speak into that
2: a little bit Bill, you said something a moment ago, and I'd love for you to unpack
3: it. i dodging a question. Uh, you said roots. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, we just feel like birth through 12 and really beyond is a strategic time frame in everyone's life. George Barnard will tell you that your moral and spiritual compass are set usually by age nine. Hmm. And so here's this kind of window of opportunity we have in the life of a human being and there's so many influences, so many voices speaking into their lives. And here's one little window of time when we can speak truth and shine light into their hearts and get them rooted and established in who God is. That's I think that d- depicts our ministry and our hope and our prayer. And so we want parents who are dropping their kids off, number one, to know that that's what's happening mm. every single weekend. We're not just playing games, although we do play games. We're not just... You know, doing crafts, although we do that, there's a a, a focused target that we are aiming for, and we want to partner with parents. And aiming for that target.
1: Wow. And we're going to, we're going to pick that back up on partnering with parents. I love that language, partnering with parents,
0: but we need to take a break right now. We'll take a break and we're going to come back with Steve and Bill. We're going to talk more about what's the church's role in raising up kids. What's the parent's role in raising up kids. And later on, we're going to talk about how the two work together not against one another. So We're going to take <laughs> a break, come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. And uh, we want to thank all of our listeners. And we want to thank you, especially those who are listeners live and in person. Not that we're anything particularly special live and in person. But we're going to have a listener appreciation event on November the 3rd. It's a Thursday at Iron Bell Ministries. And we're going to have a listener appreciation dinner. For men. For men. Some of the ladies have been asking, can we come? And we're like, we're not going to like kick you out but we prefer it to be a guys night so it's yes it's a show for men by men so it's kind of a men's night so you know the guys come out we're gonna have a free dinner right a live taping of a show we're gonna tape a live show that night to air at a later date and there's chick-fil-a too in that dinner Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Chick-fil-A is the dinner, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making sure. Confirming here. Uh, so we're going to have that, and then we're going to have a panel of men. On the Kurt's going to be on a panel. I'm going to be emceeing a panel of guys just having q- Q&A and talking about man stuff. And it's a free event, so just bring a guy out for Thursday night, November the 3rd. Uh, and can I say something, uh, Chad, in, in
1: regards to guys you know of some man who needs to come to this event and would you just uh, br- pick them up and bring them with you? It might be a brother, it might be a son, it you know it might be your dad, but bring them, because uh, Doctor Matthew Sleeth is gonna, it's he's gonna have a great message, and he is a uh, you know w- really world renowned communicator of God's truth, and uh, it's gonna be a great night.
0: It will be a great night, and if you need to have a great floor. You need to go to Carol Rogers, Carpet One, for all of your flooring needs. See what I did there? You said, great. Fantastic. Uh, They're they're a great company. They have great products, great guarantees, and also L N Credit Union. They are a great financial institution. They have lots of money. So most good financial institutions have lots of money, and they have some, and they'd love to give you some. So please come out. (laughs) This is me selling them. But uh, hey, they do a great job. We thank them for sponsoring us. That's why we can have a podcast, commercial-free, if you go to Facebook... SoundCloud or iTunes and type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear all of our past episodes. And we're talking today about kids.
1: And we, do, we have uh, Bill Rattray and Steve Young. And you guys have been working with kids for 27-plus years combined. That means week in and week out. And uh, But I love, you guys use an illustration about the, 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 your, your heartbeat and the, the role of the church in, in raising up kids, but really the role of moms and dads. Uh, Describe, yeah,
2: describe that. Yeah, so um, I love numbers, and Bill knows about me. I'm a bit of a, let's put it this way, Excel is my love language, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, somebody shared a stat with me one time, I know Bill's heard this as well, and we share it often with our staff and volunteers, is that in a given year, the average church-attending kid is going to go to church probably about 40 times a year. Uh, You know, you take out vacation and sick time, and you're going to have about 40 weekends a year, which is 40 hours in church a year, which is a lot. I mean, you can do a lot in 40 hours, right? Um, And so we feel like every moment is valuable. But that same kid is going to have 3,000 hours of waking time at home when uh, they're not in school and not asleep, and so parents have control over 3,000 hours. So we really kind of wrestle with this. What is the, uh, what's the balance between the 40 and the 3,000? And uh, sometimes we'll put marbles in a jar and have 40 marbles in one jar and 3,000 in another just to kind of help us r- remember that what we do on the weekend is important, but it's not the whole picture. 3,000 hours. Take out school and sleeping. You're left with 3,000. That's
1: what a mom and dad have throughout the year mm-hmm. to pour into their kids. And you guys get about 40 ish hours.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so then with that in mind, it's like we have this short window of time, both in church and in the home. It's that prayer of Psalm 90. I believe it's verse 12. Moses said, you know, teach us to number our days Hmm. that we might have a heart of wisdom. We've only got today. God, would you help us to use this short window of time we have with our own children um, or for us on the weekends at church? Really with wisdom. Impact our hearts. I mean,
1: okay, so guys, when you're working with with kids, how do you how do you balance that? Because I mean, three thousand hours versus forty hours. In one sense, you got to feel like oh, they're coming in for a glass of water, and we give them a drop. Hmm.
2: Um, how do you? I mean, how do you manage that? How do you think through that? I actually love the drop thing. First of all, we actually encouraged our volunteers several years ago with the phrase "drop in a bucket." And sometimes we think of it as drop in the bucket as being just a really minuscule thing, uh, but a bucket is filled one drop at a time. And mm-hmm. so when we recognize, yeah, it's forty, but that's forty this year, and it's forty next year, and it's forty the year after that. Not to mention, again. I think one of our primary aims is how do we impact the 3,000? And if there's 3,000 drops and 40 drops and more drops and more drops, we're filling that bucket, hopefully, with the truth of God's word. So uh, it is hard, though, I think, to do. You want to do the fun and games and the crafts because we know that stuff that is the kid's language. But you can't do just that.
3: You know, and I also think of, uh, I believe it's Acts chapter 9, Paul's on the road to Damascus, and he's struck by this blinding light. Nobody was timing that event, but if you just read it, I mean, It could have been 20 minutes, and 20 minutes, Paul has a life-changing encounter with the risen Christ, so that impacted really the course of history, and so I'm I'm praying that on the weekends, if we've got a seven-year-old for 60 minutes, that that's an open window in his life when he's not distracted by all the clutter and the noise of the world that he gets at home every day, that we've got this... Bullet, you know, bullet point window of time where he can have a real encounter with with Jesus right there uh, in our church. That's a great picture of what happened with you know Saul of
1: Tarsus becomes the great apostle Paul, who in, continues to influence us today through his life and through his writings. Um, but you know, in, as a realist, I mean, what what what's got to really hopefully um, happen, what you guys see is that, 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 that moms and dads are really pouring into their kids. Talk, talk with us about um, some of the, 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 the principles and the habits that you see when, when things are going well at home it makes it a whole, a lot easier with you guys, and you you get more and more traction with that in your ministry. Yep. Talk talk about that a little bit. Well, let's bit. be honest.
2: If things are going well in every home, we are out of a job. That's right. right. right? That's uh, right. <laughs> the, but that's the goal. I mean, that's the goal of a dentist is not to fill cavities. I mean, we don't want to. <laughs> have to have a job. You know, I mean, we love seeing moms and dads totally engaged. And I think there's a myth out there uh, that if I just bring my kids to church on the weekend, that they're going to turn out real spiritual. Uh, but you wouldn't just bring your kid to a piano recital and hope that they, you know, play some great, I don't know what a piano music thing's called. <laughs> but Concerto. Some, concha- I was going to say cantata, but I think that's something that different. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which just sounds like a frittata, which I think is a breakfast food. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you wouldn't expect a kid to show up piano recital and just be phenomenal without the day in day out practice and rehearsal much like a baseball game you got to practice and so we view that 3000 as i mean that's that's when the real work is done show up to church that's the icing on the cake
3: yeah we always say parents are the primary spiritual leaders in the life of their child and that what happens at home is just as important, if not more important, really, than what happens in church. And
2: so we definitely see that on the weekend. I mean, there are kids on the weekend who are teaching us, who are leading us, who are the ones who, in their small groups, are the ones that know the answers. And it's not about biblical knowledge, but you can tell that there's been engagement in the home that's much beyond the the few things we've been able to do in 60 minutes.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: So uh, we're, we're going to need to take a break in just a second. but.
1: I want you to talk with moms and dads about the, the, that critical piece because so many times in the life of the church, you know, I grew up in, in, in going, going to church and, you know, you, you kind of get dropped off in Sunday school, you know, kind of dropped off in into church and, and we really can think that that's the prime, you know, you just said the primary is mom and dad at home, but but many times the mentality is, that, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dropping my kids off at church. Um, this is the primary teaching instruction that they should get.
3: Talk about that just a little bit. Again, we just think it's a partnership, and what happens at church, of course, is so important, but parents are, are the best uh, position to reinforce that in the home. They're the ones who are there at bedtime, and bedtime is one of those strategic times when our kids are asking us those questions. So why why did God allow Satan to be created? Hmm. I've heard that one at bedtime before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's time for bed, Johnny. <laughs> you know, or, you know, why, why did so-and-so pass away and go to heaven? I can't answer that in a soundbite on a Sunday morning like a, a dad or a mom can praying at, at bedside with their, their child. Mm. So those are those moments that parents are the only ones who get.
2: Well, look at it from this perspective. Uh, If we look at the state of the church over the last, you know, couple decades, and we all hear the statistics, and I've heard so many statistics, I don't know which one's right, but the number of kids that walk away from their faith when they leave high school, when they leave mom and dad's nest, uh, and I guess the question is why? Like, why is this happening? And no matter what number you hear, it's always bad. Um, And I would look at really, I think the last 50, 60 years of the church as Sunday school is really coming into prominence. I think there's been this myth that if I just bring my kids to this one hour a week, it's going to be everything they need. Uh, But what we see is life with Jesus is a 24 seven thing. And if I identify life with Jesus as a one hour a week thing, then why in the world do I want that when I go off to college? Why in the world do I want just yeah, show up in this one little thing? It's a piece of me that I don't really even like. Mm. Um, And so if we want to raise kids to be spiritual champions who live with God, walk with God day in, day out, it doesn't happen one hour a week. And we hope that we can make the one hour week awesome and fuel and fire for the rest of the week. But man, it's gotta be every day. Wow. That's that is powerful. We gotta take a break and
1: we're
0: gonna continue to unpack that as we talk with uh, Steve Young and Bill Rattray. Yeah, we're gonna take a break but come back and talk more now, maybe on the parent side from the from the ministry perspective, what can we do as parents to kind of help partner with these guys on Sunday? So we're gonna take a break and be back on Solid Steps Radio.